Hi everyone, welcome back to the Get It Girl podcast with your host, Jessica Alderson. I'm just a normal, average millennial gal chit-chatting about all of the messes and milestones that happen throughout your 20s. So grab your glass of wine, grab your cup of coffee, and settle in for today's episode. Hi everyone, welcome back to episode number three. I'm so excited to be here with you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. It is week number two, episode number three, and I had a lot of really awesome feedback with launch day and the first two episodes in the first week. So I did just want to take a quick second and say thank you so much to everyone who took the time to tune in and, you know, rate and review the episodes already that I have up. I really appreciate all the positive and excited feedback. It has just made this experience that much more exciting. And yes, thank you so much for tuning in and again, tuning in this week. If you're new, hi, I'm Jessica and I'm very excited you're here. And today's episode is a really fun episode. I can't wait to jump into with you. This week, I'm going to be talking all about kind of my experience buying a house in my 20s in Ontario, Canada, which is kind of a crazy thing because the real estate market right now is bonkers. It's crazy. It's hot. It's really hard for a lot of people, but especially first-time buyers. And I was very fortunate. I feel very fortunate to be able to be in this position to kind of sit here today and say, hey, you know, this was something that I've recently experienced. And I wanted to kind of talk about it because I wanted to share some like tips and different mindsets and just little, you know, tricks that I've learned in the last little bit, both professionally and personally in my experience, because I wanted to encourage you to maybe take the steps towards getting your own first property in your 20s, because I think it's one of the best investments you can do for yourself long term and a really good goal if you can work towards completing in your 20s because it'll just help you so much not only right now but also for the rest of your life I think it's a really good investment option so I just kind of wanted to talk about my experience and yeah maybe inspire you to consider making a similar kind of move or purchase for yourself So just to give you a little bit of backstory, my fiance and I decided to purchase our first home, it's very exciting, uh, just about six months ago. And we are not from the city that we decided to purchase in. So that's definitely, like I wouldn't say a sacrifice, I definitely wouldn't consider it a sacrifice. I think it was a really good move for us, but something that's almost like a different decision, maybe something we had to give was, you know, if it's a priority for us to own a property, but it wasn't, you know, like a legitimate option that we could afford or qualify for a mortgage in one of our hometowns, more in the GTA, that we would consider buying a property in a smaller town, one that we didn't live in, kind of more in southwestern Ontario, so that we could afford to just get into the market. Because honestly, I think that once you're in the market, you're in it forever. Like you will forever be in a better position the earlier that you can get in. And especially with this crazy market, it's better to get in as soon as you can and try to make that work if it works for you, obviously. But maybe, you know, doing something similar like we did was being open to purchase a property in a small town or, you know, a smaller city and somewhere that we hadn't lived before. So we have to commute a little bit to like see our friends and our family, but 
we were able to buy a really nice starter home. So kind of there's a give and take right now. Unfortunately, it's not the same as like when our grandparents bought a house or our parents even bought a house, even, you know, maybe like 10, 15 years ago, it's, it's a lot different in terms of, you know, how much houses are going for, what kind of offers are happening. And it's a really, really scary competitive time. But there's things that you can do in your 20s to just help if you are interested in being a first-time buyer, for sure. And I've definitely had a lot of experience with that. If you don't know me personally, you wouldn't know that I'm actually really passionate about the real estate industry as a whole. I actually grew up with a grandmother and a mom who were, you know, badass realtor babes. They were you know, hardworking women. They owned a brokerage, like a real estate company together. My grandma actually started it, but then my mom got into real estate and they kind of co-owned it for a long time, about over 20 years. And, you know, so I kind of grew up as like a little mini assistant for my entire life and got exposed to real estate and really got a firsthand glance at how important it is to have really hardworking you know, dedicated professionals like a real estate agent who is there to help home buyers in the process. I think it's crazy to me that there's even like an opportunity for people to buy and sell houses privately or just even in today's society that people, you know, don't value, you know, the services you get from like a real estate agent as much as they should because it's insane. Like your experience working with a realtor, other real estate industry professionals that are working for you, like one-on-one for you, like a mortgage agent or a real estate agent, like having those people a part of your team is going to completely transform your overall experience and set you up for success. And I truly, truly mean that. And I believe that, which is why, you know, I've chosen that career for myself. So I grew up in real estate in university. I actually decided to go into residential appraising and I worked on my license for a really long time. And then I actually worked in the field more briefly Um, before deciding that I wanted to switch into mortgages. So that's actually where I am right now. I'm right about to write and complete my exam for my mortgage license and I'm very excited. So I think once I'm more, you know, been working in the industry for a long time, maybe a future episode, I can talk about my career path in depth. But just for this episode, I did kind of want to talk about how real estate agents and mortgage agents can really help you if you're in your 20s and you are interested in possibly owning a property but feel like it's not an option for you because it totally might be an option for you or at least sooner than you think. So before we kind of get into you know like the tips and tricks I have I wanted to talk about I did just want to share like a fun little quote that I found online that said do not wait to buy real estate buy real estate, and then wait. And I think that's such an important quote and I honestly really believe it. I think it's not possible. Like if you want to invest in your 20s, you know, I know like, you know, these investing apps are becoming really popular and people are getting into like stocks and options and all that stuff. And I think that's fine option as well. Definitely diversify your portfolio the best that you can, but you're never going to be able to outsave the market and what the market can do for you. So if you are fortunate enough, you know, you have a good job, maybe you're like mid late 20s, you have a good job, you can afford the monthly expenses that come with owning a property and you have some money saved up for a down payment. 
I would really encourage you to reach out to like a real estate agent and a mortgage agent and talk to them. Say that, you know, this is a goal. It's something you think you aren't able to do, but you just want to talk to them and get all of the information that they have to offer to you because you might be a lot closer to that goal than you think. There's so many buyer incentive programs that are available. There's like refunds. First-time buyers can qualify. You only have to put 5% down. There's opportunities to utilize your RRSPs. There's like refunds. Like, you know, you don't have to pay land transfer tax when you're a first-time buyer. There's a lot of rebate programs available that you can utilize. I didn't even know about rebate programs until after we bought our home. So I did want to talk about it in case you didn't know. Essentially, you can get like rebates or like, you know, discounts or refunds off of major things like appliances. And, you know, if you need a new furnace or AC unit or repairing your roof or replacing old windows or fixing your foundation, like a lot of these major kind of scarier parts of home ownership or things that you want to do to update your property, to update your value over time can actually qualify for these rebate programs that happen throughout the year. So definitely that's something that like a real estate agent would be able to help you with. And then a mortgage agent will be able to help you qualify for, you know, a lot of mortgages that may be a traditional bank. Like if you go to the bank that you do your personal banking at, they can only offer you a limited supply of rates or one particular rate, or you might have a harder time qualifying with them and their standards. But if you work with a mortgage agent, they're working like one-on-one for you and they have access to a massive, you know, network of lenders. And there's more opportunity that you might actually qualify for a mortgage in your 20s and maybe more than you've even thought that you would qualify for that you like would have guessed on your own. So that's why I picked mortgage agent as a career option for myself. I'm really passionate and I love that idea about helping people that maybe, you know, think that they don't qualify or that they're a little bit at a disadvantage. Of course, mortgage agents help people in all situations, but I'm just kind of talking to you as a first-time buyer or someone in your 20s that you might actually be closer than you think if you speak with a mortgage agent. And again, with a realtor, they'll be able to help you with a lot of different little tips and tricks and things that will help you get that much closer to that goal. So in addition to kind of working with your ideal, you know, little team, you know, that say you've got your mortgage agent, you got your real estate agent and, you know, they're working together because that is something if you work with a real estate agent and a mortgage agent, they can work collaboratively as well to make sure everyone's on the same page and they really take care of all like the overwhelming and the scary stuff for you and make sure that, you know, they are communicating. So Let's say that you've contacted both of these people. You're saying, hey, you know, it's a goal of mine. I'm currently living in Hamilton. I can't afford a house in Hamilton, but I really want to own some property in the next year. Let's work to get there. So let's say you've got all that and they're doing what they can. They're helping you the way that they can. But these are some other tips and considerations that I would recommend to you personally, just to kind of, you know, get the ball rolling and maybe get that much closer to owning property in your 20s. So my first tip for you is actually something called house hacking or like house hacking techniques. 
And there's a couple different ways you can accomplish this. If you're not familiar with the term house hacking, it's essentially where, you know, you find somewhere to live and you are responsible for like the monthly payments, but then you kind of like sublet or like produce income from that property that really helps to reduce your monthly expenses, like for you personally or like your financial strain. So one technique for house hacking is, you know, let's say you live downtown Toronto and you're ready to make the move out of the city and you want to buy a piece of property. So maybe you can afford a house in, I don't know, let's even say like North Bay, right? Like maybe you really like the outdoors and you've never lived in North Bay or you've visited and you're like, hey, let's go up north because it is a lot more affordable to live in North Bay. But a house hacking technique is to kind of bank on the fact that there's a university or a college up there. I think it's Nipissing is in North Bay. But if you choose a town or city that has affordable housing that you can afford and it has a popular school like a college or university, then you can kind of use that to your advantage to house hack your monthly expenses and to support your mortgage that you've now taken on. Let's say you do this. Let's say you buy a property in North Bay and you get like a four bedroom or something. Then you can definitely rent out some of your extra bedrooms for a monthly fee to some students and if you're young in your 20s you know there might even be master students or undergrads like whatever you want whatever you prefer but you could definitely introduce and welcome in some roommates and that'll help with your monthly expenses you can also choose to purchase a type of house that would accommodate a separate apartment so you know, even if you get a two-story house and you put in some extra money to split the house, so maybe you live upstairs and you rent out the main floor or vice versa, or maybe you buy like a raised ranch and then it has a full legal like basement apartment with a walkout, you know, like a good entrance and you can kind of set them up like a little private space in the backyard or something. You can really help decrease your monthly payments and pay for that mortgage and all the extra expenses that are required with homeownership on a monthly basis, but it's a lot more comfortable for you. So that's another option for sure. And of course, if you can, I know they're a little bit harder to find, but, or they are more expensive too, but if you can find a duplex, that's another really good option because you don't have to so much rely on like students. You can get a duplex in a city and rent it to anyone that you like, but you could essentially rent out half the property that covers the entire mortgage and then you have really, really low expenses. So definitely a good option for house hacking and I would recommend considering house hacking techniques when you're looking for your first house because I would recommend your first house should really be considered more of an investment for you it's like it's your ticket to being a part of the market it's working towards you know your financial wealth and your assets and your long-term goals don't really pick your first house looking for your forever home, your perfect dream home. Make sure, you know, you're picking something that's like got good bones and it's not going to be a money pit for you because you have to fix it or something, but get something that has good bones and is a good investment piece for you. And if you can, you know, house hack it while you're in it, or maybe you just buy it as an investment property and rent out the whole thing. That's also an option too, right? Like you can maybe you live downtown Toronto and you don't want to leave Toronto. Maybe you have a job and you have your friends and you're not ready to leave the city, but you don't want to miss out on the market and you have extra savings. Then you can buy a property. You know, let's say you find another town and you buy a little house 
And then you just, you know, hire a property manager in that town and you rent out the entire house. So you still have the same monthly expenses that you have right now. And you're not doing anything different except that you're building wealth and you now have a piece in the market and you have someone who manages it for you. That's a really good option as well. If maybe like you have the financial means to get into the market outside of where you currently live, but you don't want to move from where you are that's a good option for you to consider as well and something you can talk about with your mortgage agent and your realtor as well. Another thing I would recommend is to kind of keep your eye out for incentive programs. There's a lot of like buyer incentive programs that kind of come out that your real estate agent would definitely know, your mortgage agent might be aware of, but you can also just kind of figure out, I know like the East Coast, I don't remember, it might've been like Nova Scotia or something, but someone in the East Coast was encouraging like first time buyers to come to their province and a certain like town or area and you would get like essentially a rebate or like a deal on your property for moving there. Sometimes people are trying to encourage outside people to migrate like into their town or city and they do sometimes offer incentive programs that is the thing that exists so I would definitely you know look into that option as well if you're really flexible maybe you work remotely and you're up for an adventure for a couple years or you like the idea of purchasing that property and hiring a property manager you know maybe being flexible and buying a property in these incentive programs or neighborhoods might be a good option for you as well so I'm just saying like hey it exists and maybe that's something you want to ask about or consider as well. The last thing I kind of want to talk about is just kind of my little tips and tricks about like the best DIY budget-friendly improvements that you could do on a property that would really, you know, help raise the value of your property without breaking the bank. And I know it's popular. Sometimes people talk about like, you know, flipping properties and it's a huge profit. And I think it can be really successful if you have the skills and the patience to do so, but not everyone does. Like, I certainly don't. I don't think my fiance and I would ever choose in a million years to buy, you know, a total like rundown house that needs to be taken apart to the studs and then rebuild it. We're just not the people that have the patience or the skills to do so. But there's still things like if you're similar to that, there's things that you can do that are more budget friendly improvements that will still help you to increase the value of your first property so you don't have to buy something that's already like 10 out of 10 you know five star quality recently flipped like you can buy something that's a little bit maybe outdated and these are the best improvements that I've found that will help increase the value of your home and they're just a little bit easier to do. So the biggest improvements I would recommend is definitely paint because you can paint everything like inside and outside like painting the exterior of the house is really popular too and it looks really good really fresh you can change out you know like the window shutters um you can paint inside walls ceilings trim you could do a lot like kitchen cabinets you could really paint a lot of things or if you have like an unfinished basement there's a lot you can do with paint and it's a really affordable option that makes a really big impact so paintings one changing out light fixtures is another really big one that will make your house look a lot more modern and fresh and clean also changing out like the hardware your faucets and sometimes even interior doors 
all that stuff really isn't that expensive, but if you do it together, it makes a huge difference and your house can look newer. It can look updated. It's not crazy, crazy expensive, but it's going to make your house look like it's been flipped, you know? And then some other little things like doing landscaping outside, you know, working on your curb appeal is massive for market value. It's going to make your house look taken care of. It's going to look clean and it's going to look updated. And it's kind of lucky because I feel like landscaping nowadays can be a little bit more minimal, which is nice because it's less work and less maintenance for you to put in, but it looks really nice and it's like trendy to have, you know, like a mulch garden and just like a few hostas and maybe a couple flowers or something and people really like that look right now so it's very affordable to put in but it's very appealing to the market and is successful for houses if you want to increase your value on a more outdated property and then I would also recommend if you really kind of want to go like above and beyond and like increasing the value But on a budget-friendly way, I would say replacing your appliances in the house makes a really big difference. So you could probably replace like washer, dryer, fridge, stove, range hood, dishwasher, maybe even a new sink for like just over $5,000. It's really, I know that's not like, you know, a little bit amount of money, but by replacing all of those appliances, your house is going to look a lot nicer it's going to look like it's flipped like it's well maintained like it's more modern and if you're trying to update your market value those are really good investment pieces to put into your property that are really going to help you if you wanted to sell that property in a couple years so those are just my little tips and tricks um i really hope that you found something helpful in this episode it's just a quick episode but i did just kind of want to come on and say hey you know don't get discouraged if you're in your 20s i think it's really easy for a lot of people right now to feel like the market is so overwhelming and it's really discouraging but i would just encourage you to you know reach out don't wait too long like if you have a good job and you have some savings and you're in a position that that might be an option for you even like a year from now and that's a goal you want to have is to own property if you're flexible about the way that you get there and you reach out and you talk to a you know professional like a real estate agent and a mortgage agent you might be a lot closer to that goal than you think and there's a lot of support and options for first-time buyers so I would definitely encourage you to you know just do a little bit of research connect with some professionals that you trust and yeah you might be able to get there closer than you think which is really exciting and don't wait for the market to crash or burst because I think you're just kind of shooting yourself in the foot at this point. If you are able or you're going to be close to being able to get into the market and you're flexible, then don't wait. Definitely reach out, start the conversation, you know, start putting it on your vision board, start making some action steps to build up your savings and to get ready and to get approved for a mortgage because the earlier you get into the market, the better you're going to be long term. And it's something that like no one will ever take away from you. Like once you're in it, you'll kind of be in it forever and you'll forever be in a better position if you do so. All right, everyone. I think that's it for this episode. I hope that you learned something or took something away or found something that was relatable to you. Thank you so much for spending the time to chat with me. I hope you enjoyed and please make sure to rate and review the podcast where you can. 
You can find us on social media by looking on Instagram for the Get It Girl podcast. And yes, very excited. I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you so much, everyone. Bye.